Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, welcome back to Modern Off-Grid DIY Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about should you live off-grid? Should you consider living off-grid? Hmm, That's this is a debate that happens sometimes. And it's really a personal choice in the end. Um, but there's some things that will deter most people from going off-grid or living off-grid. Okay, uh, And be, in that the... The thing is, is that when you live off-grid, to be honest, when you first decide to set up like an off-grid cabin or build a place, um, you know, there's a lot of challenges. And the first challenge, you know, about living off-grid or even living in your RV or your van or whatever it may be is electricity, right? Um, that's that's the biggest issue, really. Electricity and refrigeration uh, for your food, right? And so... For most people, it may be a really daunting task and they just can't handle that lifestyle. And that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with either scenario, right? Um, but we have to understand um, when you do decide to go off-grid, uh, it's not as easy as you just saying, I want to go off-grid and that's it, right? You have to do all, there is work involved. Um, but as time goes on, after you get yourself set up, things become a lot easier, way easier. Um, so at first, yes, it's going to be very hard. Uh, so I'll give you an example. Uh, if you decide to build a cabin off grid, uh, or, you know, you have an RV or a van, you know, you're trying to live off grid or you're traveling a lot, uh, obviously you're going to need some type of electricity. And now some of the old school back in the day cabins, they didn't have electricity, right? They had oil lanterns, they had fireplaces, and that worked for a long time back in the day. Um, but nowadays, it, it can still be done, but you do you have to live very minimal, right? Very, very minimal. And there's nothing wrong with that scenario either. Now, but if you are, you know, semi-connected to the world, you know, by either, you know, your phone or work purposes or you're just communicating with family, um, you have to have a way to communicate, right? And the the equipment that we use nowadays, like cell phones and computers and laptops and all this um, tech, requires electricity to run, right? And also living in your place in the evenings, at night, you need lights, right? Unless you're going to go to sleep when the sun goes down and wake up when the sun comes up, you know, that's one scenario. Um, but a lot of us, you know, we still stay up, you know, past, you know, when the sun goes down. And so we need electricity. And so there's many ways to achieve having electricity off the grid. And depending on the option you decide to go with will determine the amount of effort and time and, um, you know, that's going to take to in order to achieve what you're trying to achieve for electricity needs. So it, it can be a daunting process and it's not for everyone. Um, I would almost say 85 85 percent of the population um, could not live off the grid um, for one they just don't want to deal with it uh, they rather just turn a light on and not have to worry about where that power came from right um, but there's a lot of people out there including myself 
that would rather, you know, create our own electricity or capture our own electricity and use it at a later period, right? So, so like for my situation here in Hawaii, I utilize solar and I utilize wind turbines in order to power my brand new off-grid home. And I have a ton of power. I mean, I have more than enough power to run whatever I need to run. Um, not an issue at all. I'm talking about dishwashers, refri regular refrigerators. I mean, it's just endless. But that all goes back to the amount of work and effort that I put in ahead of time to build my system and put it all together. And, you know, there's a lot of work involved. But you could also build a small, cheap, uh, you know, little system where you're not trying to power all these um, devices that are really hungry for power, right? If you're just trying to build like a very simple off-grid cabin, an RV, uh, yeah, you could build a very simple, small system. Absolutely, absolutely. But there is work involved, right? But usually after the major work is, in, it is done and you have fine-tuned your system for living off-grid for your needs, it actually becomes very simple, right? Now, for me, I, I love living off the grid. Um, it gives me a, gives me more of a freedom. I can appreciate appreciate everything around me more. I can appreciate the power and the and the energy that I'm using on a daily basis, right? And I can also appreciate the power and energy that I can capture and bring into my system daily. So there's a you take pride in all of these things. And for those that live on the grid, they just don't think about it, right? Because they're just not, you know, they're not on this side of the spectrum of things. And so, yeah, it's a little hard at first, uh, I would agree, especially for those of you that are really, really new and considering, you know, living off the grid or, you know, doing the RV lifestyle or van lifestyle or, uh, you know, any of those options, uh, it can be daunting because, you know, you're learning, you know, and that's the great thing about, you know, us as people, we always learn and learning is a great thing. Learning is an awesome thing. Because the more you know, the better off you're going to be in the end. The more educated you are, the more decisions you can make that will better yourself, your family, and your living situation. So um, it really depends on you if you decide to live off the grid or disconnect it from the electricity companies and so forth, right? Um, the other issue is not only electricity, but your water needs. You need water, right? We all drink water. We all take showers. Uh, you know, water is a necessity. Water is life. Technically, we could all do without electricity. You know, it would be hard in, in these times nowadays, um, but we could do it. it could, it's more than possible. But without water, we don't survive. So that's another thing that you'd have to think about when you live off grid. You have to make sure you have some type of water source in order to survive. If you don't have water, oh, it's going to be... <laughs> You're going to be on shaky, shaky ground because you're going to have to really figure out how you're going to get water into your property or you're going to have to truck this water around with you wherever you go, you know, and water is heavy, right? Water takes up a lot of space. So it can be a, um, that water by itself can be a dump off 90% and uh, you can start to enjoy what you've worked hard for and where you're at. So something to think about. So living off the grid is not for everyone. Absolutely not. And honestly, some people do not need to live off the grid because they just couldn't do it. Um, unfortunately, we just live in this day and age where, you know, uh, it's just that's just how it is, unfortunately. Um, but there's more than enough people out there. Now, um, I should 
address one thing too. So people that live or decide to live the RV lifestyle or van lifestyle, um, I do have to commend them because that's a very minimal living, a very minimal way of living, right? Because you're in a very, a lot smaller space. And for some people, they can't do that. And for some people, it's not a problem, right? It just depends on you as a person. Um, but when you live that, that, that lifestyle, you have to be very um, efficient on what you're doing as far as not only electricity, because you only have so much you know space that you could maybe potentially put solar panels or carry this stuff around with you. And then also water and food, right? So I, I do commend them because that's a... Uh, you really have to adjust your lifestyle if you're not used to that type of lifestyle. That can be a very big change for you if you're not used to it already. Um, so, but I have seen a lot of people that have been building some really nice, uh, you know, um, travel vans and RVs, and you know, really decking them out and making it really comfortable for them. And awesome, that's that's awesome, awesome. Um, but for myself, uh, you know, I, I'm not really an RVer or. Um, you know, um, traveler in that sense, maybe not at the moment, at least maybe in the future. Um, but right now my off grid home here in Hawaii, um, has taken a lot of work to get where it's at. And, um, you know, don't get me wrong. There has been some stressful moments along the way of building this brand new home, uh, a lot of ups and downs through the process, but that's just, that's like anything else in life, right? It's, it's never just roses and we have to deal with these road bumps sometimes. Um, but now that, you know, most of all the work is done and, you know, I can, I, I'm actually able to start reaping the benefits and enjoy, you know, what I started to build and, you know, my stress level and all the hard work level has dropped 90%. And so I feel like I'm in a way better situation now. Now, personally, would I ever go back to living on the grid? Probably not. After living this lifestyle and understanding the freedoms and, understanding your environment around you i i honestly would not want to go and live back on the grid at all at all but there's nothing wrong with people that want to do that you know so anyway guys thanks for tuning in for the podcast stay tuned for the next one i'm going to be dropping some information we're going to be sharing some stories and we're going to keep these wheels moving process but let's give a scenario that you decide that you you want to live off grid and you want to build like a small cabin or a little house um, that's off grid. Um, as far as the water needs, um, if you can find a property that has, you know, um, a well, oh, you're going to be sitting pretty good, right? Uh, if you have a property that has running water or a river of some sort, that's a source of water, right? Obviously, you're going to filter all this water and, you know, make sure it's very clean for you before you consume it. Um, there's also, if you live in areas that rain a lot, you can do rain catchment, right? And then you can go ahead and filter that water as well. So I'll give you an example. I have water here at my property, but I, I um, actually filter it through a reverse osmosis system. So that way my water is always the, the cleanest that I can get it, right? So that way it's safe, you know? Um, now, if you decide to buy a property or you already have property that don't have any water on it, uh, then you have to figure out how you're going to get water in. And usually that means you have to truck that water in. You have to bring water in every time you come in. Um, and if you're living there year round, uh, you really have to come up with a better source. You know, you now you're talking about having big water tanks, um, having them filled so that way you can, uh, you know, have water on demand when you need it. So that that's the other caveat. That's a water itself is essential. No matter what anybody tells you, anything else, water is essential. 
it, you have to have water. We can do it without electricity, okay? But we cannot do without water. And then also the other thing is food, right? We all eat. We have to eat in order to survive. That's just how it works, <laughs> you know? And so that's another thing. If you live in an area where there you cannot collect your own food or go hunting or any of those sources of food, uh, then you're going to be in a predicament once again. And so you want to really be cautious of where you decide to, you know, embark on your off-grid journey because uh, you could really get yourself into some trouble because if you don't have water, for instance, or if you don't have food, uh, you have to bring that stuff in. And that's not a problem if you can manage that and deal with it, but you just have to be aware that that's going to be an ongoing thing as long as you decide to live that lifestyle in that area. So lots to think about for sure. Um, but there's a lot of places in the mainland or across the world that, uh, you know, you guys get more than enough water and you guys have more than enough, uh, you know, food and vegetation around you to survive. And that's awesome. Awesome. You know, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, bringing food in from time to time because we want to mix it up, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But living off the grid in general um, is harder at first. Absolutely. All the hard work goes into getting yourself set up and get and getting yourself comfortable right and then after that it's it still requires work but not as much right the workload drops go listen download and subscribe to the modern off-grid diy podcast available today on itunes apple Podcasts, google play spotify and youtube modern off-grid diy inspiring others to think outside the box support the podcast today it's also available on anchor.fm slash free your mind and there's already a ton of episodes for you to binge listen to and learn how to live off the grid in these modern times and do it yourself once again it's titled modern off-grid diy it's also available on podbean stitcher breaker.audio and overcast.fm make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on new releases modern off-grid diy go listen download and subscribe today